Hello and welcome to Creative Lives, the Lecture in Progress podcast. Lecture in Progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of talent by providing practical advice and insight into the creative industry. This podcast series features a broad range of people talking about what they do and how they got to where they are. Our guest this week is Oliver Hamilton. Uh, My name is Oliver Hamilton and I'm a freelance storyboard artist. Usually I work in TV series, so it'll be for like um, a network or some company that is trying to get a series commissioned, usually cartoon series for children. Mainly I worked at Cartoon Network on The Amazing World of Gumball, and I've also worked on quite a few pilots, some for Disney and some for other companies. I would describe what I do as making a script come to life on screen as a series of drawings. I draw out the story. His role sees him work alongside a director to plan episodes. The process is usually I'll get given a script by uh, producers, and I'll read through it and then maybe we'll have an hour briefing where the director will sit with me and talk through the script. And after reading the script, Oliver will spend up to a week drawing it out as panels that will tell a story. Once I get a script, I guess you have to have watched a lot of cartoons and maybe really know the visual language of a TV show. So Gumball that I worked on has its own visual language. And when I'm reading the script, I can just picture compositions or like how those jokes are playing out I'd say you have to be really adaptable to be able to not just draw in one way like I came off working on Gumball for four years that's where I learned how to storyboard but I went on straight onto a different show drawing dogs when before I was drawing like a blue cat with human like proportions then you go into drawing something that you've never drawn before and it has a whole new like language and style and you have to be able to quite quickly get accustomed to learning how the other directors decide on their compositions and, and all of their choices that they make. I feel like what's good about storyboarding as a role compared to any other role in, in the industry is it's it's the closest to directing. So I think it's probably the least frustrating in terms of uh, you still have to draw in someone's visual language or their style, but you actually get a lot of creative freedom on you decide every shot and you decide all the acting of the characters yourself. Animators wouldn't get to do that. They're going off of what the storyboarder has done. So it's like you feed the departments under you. And the only person who might change what you do is the director. But usually if you get to know what they like and they might like some of the ideas you're throwing at them. So it's actually, I feel like it's the least frustrating role in terms of creative freedom. Although having grown up watching the channel, actually working for Cartoon Network wasn't something he ever imagined he could do. I think when I was growing up, I actually wanted to be an actor or like acting in comedy stuff. I used to love like Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer. They're like a huge uh, thing for me when I was growing up. They're kind of ridiculous, silly comedy. And yeah, things like The Mighty Boosh, I did really love as I was growing up. A lot of weird British comedy, a lot of Chris Morris's stuff. I did watch a lot of Cartoon Network. I watched a lot of like Johnny Bravo. And then I watched a lot of Nickelodeon shows as well. But yeah, predominantly, I think coming from here, you you do believe that it's all made in America. And I think it was until Cartoon Network Europe was set up. But um, 
yeah, I didn't really think it would be a possibility to work at um, something like Cartoon Network. But I was always just drawing characters that I liked, copying them, basically. And then when I was probably 14, when we were in our IT lesson, we got to use Adobe Flash, which is mainly, it was mainly for like web design or buttons you can press online. So I actually just decided to try and make animation in it and didn't bother with all of my actual work in my lesson. But yeah, I was trying to make silly animations and posting them online. And I think that's when I realized it is something that can, you know, is you can make yourself badly. But yeah, I think that was the moment when I was like, I really want to do this properly. So I studied animation, just a BA honors in animation at University of the West of England in Bristol. I think studying animation was really useful in terms of having three years to delve into animation and self-direct a lot of projects and then have some lessons on different software. I learned a lot from other people and actually just learned a lot from myself and what I like doing. And um, I think it really put me in good stead in terms of working in portfolio, having like a good online presence and networking. I think that was the main thing I learned from uni. I made a short film as part of my final year and I storyboarded that out. And I did storyboard some other things in class, but I never really actually learned how to do it properly while I was at uni. I kind of knew nothing about it. A big amateur. So I had a contact through my tutor at uni where I studied animation in Bristol. And I basically got offered an interview to go into Cartoon Network as a kind of the runner job, doing some small tasks on um, Adobe Flash. And from there, um, I kind of kept pushing them and telling them I was interested in doing something like more drawing based. And eventually they gave me a chance to storyboard. So that's how I got into storyboarding. There was a storyboard supervisor called Chuck Klein, an American guy. They basically plucked him out of America and plunked him into Cartoon Network here because he's he's worked on things like Family Guy and he was there at the start of SpongeBob and wrote some of the episodes and storyboarded them. He actually was the one who gave me the opportunity to do a storyboard test while I was at Cartoon Network to be a storyboard revisionist, which is like, you're not a main storyboard artist, but you take what a storyboarder will do a storyboard and then if they need any changes that the storyboarder can't do themselves, the storyboard revisionist will then come in and make those corrections. And so it's like less responsibility, but you get to work on every storyboard that other people have done. So when I was doing my test for revisionist, I guess he still saw some opportunity in me like when he looked at my drawings. Basically after that, he, yeah, I got the job as a revisionist and he just taught me everything I know now. Yeah, he's, it was just like he's, he was a remarkable man to learn from. And I think that early revisionist role was like one that working with him so closely helped me like be the artist I am now. I learned everything I know from him. After spending four years working on Gumball, Oliver recently decided to go freelance, which has since presented its own challenges. I think I just wanted to change. I think it's a really high pressure job storyboarding for that show. And it does take a toll on like your mental health. Some people managed it well and some people are slower than others. It's just the way things are. I don't think I'm the fastest storyboarder. So I found it quite like it ate into my weekends and evenings a lot. And I loved it, but I feel like it was a good time to just like take a break and see what else was going on in the industry. After working on something for four years, it's quite a long time. 
But luckily I kept a good relationship with them and I've been back to Storyboard's other bits for them. That's the nice thing about this industry is like, you, know, you never close a door. The biggest challenge is probably my own brain. Procrastination, anxiety. I feel like the biggest challenge in terms of a lot of, I mean, probably for a lot of people in creative work is like mental health and just surviving it, I guess. Managing your own time on a lot of the projects. So procrastination is a real big issue. And also confidence as well. Like it would take me a lot longer to get something done when I sit there not feeling comfortable about what I'm putting on the page. Being freelance does add a bigger challenge and a bigger, like, I guess it's more scary. And I, I guess you are having to constantly adapt to new jobs. You, you can't sit comfortably within a role like I did previously at Carter Network. You have to meet new people all the time, doing Skype interviews, constantly managing your finance, doing your taxes. And I think all of that does culminate as a big black cloud of, like, fear. But... At the same time, it's actually more exciting in a way. So it has its positives and negatives. While drawing and watching TV are key to developing storyboarding skills, Oliver tells us how reaching out to creatives you admire is equally useful. I would say for anyone who is uh, looking to get into storyboarding or animation TV series in general, basically draw a lot. Life drawing is really important. I mean, I don't even do it enough. But I noticed that when I am doing it, it really feeds into the drawing of anything and form and stuff. So I would keep up on that. But that's not as important as you'd think it would be because you can have the best um, drawing skills in the world, but telling a story it, uh, means so much more. So I'd say you've got to have a good sense of humour. You just have to watch a lot of movies. Like you've got to have a really good visual memory of shots and composition that you've seen in films or, or I'd say watch a lot of comedy if you're doing comedy storyboarding it's I think it's different depending on what you're storyboarding for but um I would say look at shows that you watch or you like tv shows and look at the credits and try and pick out names of people like storyboard artists or character designers or whatever and check their work online and maybe try and get in contact with them. I feel like if someone contacts me, I would always be willing to give them a, a hand or like a contact or whatever. And be, I, I'm always up for looking at someone's work and maybe giving them feedback. So I'd say don't be afraid to follow the artists you like. Don't stalk them, but <laughs> do like have a look at their work and see what they're doing. And yeah, just be in the know about what's going on in that part of the industry because storyboard isn't really spoken about as much and you don't really see people's work as much like I can't post a lot of my work online that I've done because these projects might never happen and they're really secretive so um I'd say just find as much storyboard work online as you can you can download a lot of pdfs of people's storyboards and just like just study it this episode of Creative Lives was brought to you by Lecture in Progress. It was presented by me, Marianne Hanoon, and the guest was Oliver Hamilton. The editor was Ivor Manley. Lecture in Progress is made possible with the support of a number of brand patrons. They include us two, GF Smith, and the Paul Smith Foundation. For more information, check out lectureinprogress.com. Hold up. 